reckless abandon. Why, hello! Hello! And welcome to Season 26, Episode 5 of the Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. And I'm Tabby. And, uh... Oh, first off, I don't have the... What? Finger guns. What thing don't you have? My ad copy. Oh, uh, do a Rainbow Railroad thing. Oh, yeah. So, we still are uh, doing our Rainbow Railroad charity drive. Um, it's going on for the rest of the month. Um, we've gotten about a little over halfway to our goal. We're hoping to get $10,000 because that is about the cost it, t- it takes to save one person and get them to a safe location. Um, if you go to happyjacks.org slash rainbow, you can see all the information, all the pages. We still have prizes that you can win, too, so it's a, a month-long thing. Um, if you're waiting to see if you got a prize, then you're going to have to wait till the end of the thing. Sorry. But still, continue to go, continue to give. Um, it's a great, great cause, and they're a fantastic organization. And my browser just crashed, so keep talking. Do you want me to just do Yeah, that? go ahead and do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast is sponsored by Decima, the R&D for your RPG. This fantastic game who was written, uh, that was written by a very fabulous person, who I'm sure you don't know. This isn't the ad copy, but <laughs> it's more fun when I do it this way. Um, it's kickstarting right now. Um, it made its goal in less than 20 hours. It was very exciting. And uh, we are now working on our fourth stretch goal, which we're about $400 away from. And if we make that, which is $20,000, Samantha will ra- draw the entire deck of tarot cards individually. Um, she's on vacation right now, so I'm not going to tell her that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's following it. She's very excited. I'll just call her in the middle of the night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, like 70 more cards to draw, Samantha, no problem. And even more interesting, at tw- at the $20,000 level, you'll find out how accurate your math is when you determine what your stretch goals are going to be, and whether <laughs> yeah. they will be economically viable. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're, they're, they're very good. Okay. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> we plan for all contingencies. I was like, I had like spreadsheet magic happening in like, dif- like so many different ways. It's, it's, it's kind of its own field of mathematics. It's very exciting, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, check that out. Uh, GoldenLassoGames.com slash Kickstarter. Um, Decima is a tarot-inspired game um, that you play. It takes 40 to 90 minutes, generally. Um, Tabby's played it. Mm-hmm. And I played how? it, too. Yeah, I played, played a very early version of it. You did. Yeah. You played, like, the super early version. Yes. Um, basically, <clears throat> it creates character connections, similar to, like, PBTA-style character creation. Um, it makes... Uh, details of your location, such as NPCs, uh, uh, cultural things, slang terms, um, also uh, like a map, so everyone has like similar reference points when they're describing a, when your location, and then world dynamics. So, what is your party's reputation? How do they interact with the world? Who owes them money? Things like that. Um, and yeah, go. There's a really pretty video with a lot of great people in it. So go look at the video. <laughs> GoldenLassoGames.com slash Kickstarter. And I backed it yesterday. Yay! Tell your friends. Yeah, that's the other thing you can really do if you've already backed it or you can't back it because of financial reasons. I totally get that. Um, spread the word. That's the biggest thing that you can do to help. Um, post about it on Reddit because I'm not a Reddit. And <laughs> and forums, not our forum because they know already, <laughs> but other forums and uh, Facebook groups because these are places that tend to look down on new people showing up and, like, shilling for their product. Sorry, right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's one weird thing that I've really noticed recently is I have a lot of friends who have, like, small businesses or, like, make their own things, and nobody reposts. Like, mm-hmm. it's literally the easiest thing you can do. Mm-hmm. You oh, see yeah. it, oh, there's a thing, we'll repost. Maybe you write a thing about it, maybe you don't. Maybe you just, like, send it on. But, like, mm-hmm. I have a, a friend who makes stuff, and I have, like, almost 200 mutual friends with her, mm-hmm. and I, I get one share from mm-hmm. what I, when I post. Yeah. It's like, what? More the things. What the fuck is matter with you yeah. people? This is, doesn't even cost you money. It doesn't mm-hmm. even cost you time. Right. Yep. So spread right. the word. Anyway, that wasn't the copy, but... It was close. And... In this episode, Jason writes in proclaiming, Don't kill your characters! What? James from New Zealand asks if computers will replace GMs. And Adam from Utah asks how to play deities. Um, before we start that, is it was it New Zealand? Yes. We got a, we got a care package from New Zealand. We got perky mm-hmm. nano lumps. Yeah. Which sounds like grandma porn. <laughs> <laughs> My lumps. My perky nano lumps. <laughs> I'm going to make a lot of noise and try one. Oh, great. I'm going to break the rule. Okay. I guess Ooh, I'm a rule in. breaker. Can I have one, too? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. They're like... 
I've got several of them. How large are they? It turns out international air shipping, a little tough on confections. Uh. <laughs> so these are sent to us by uh, Kiraku, who sends us cool stuff. Um, it's also really been helpful with Decima. Um, and, they're strangely uh, like yellow inside. Well, they're, ba- they're it, it's banana, banana lumps. It's banana. Oh, it's banana. <laughs> I thought it was made for old people. For- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might be yellow then, too. <laughs> it definitely has like the banana candy smell. Oh, it has the banana candy taste, too. <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> wow. That's Tell me a right. lot of people might like this. <laughs> Turns out I also dislike chocolate. I smell it banana flavor. So I should not have put this in my mouth. <laughs> I regret this immensely. <laughs> However, I appreciate something being sent from elsewhere that we can't get here that I can regret putting in my mouth. <laughs> I'm actually kind of a fan. <laughs> oh. No. Wow! Six your teeth too. <laughs> yeah. No. Yep. <laughs> it's like marshmallow nano lumps. Yeah. Mm. They also sent those awesome Banana little flavored peeps. The little the je- little jelly planes that were like the fruit jellies, but I they didn't those. make them. No, they didn't make it to here. <laughs> Sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and happy way tangy day. Way tangy day. I can't do the accent. Sorry. You can do it. What's way tangy day? It's um, it's a New Zealand thing. Mm. <laughs> it's a day <laughs> where they weigh tangy. Yes, it's like uh, uh, everybody have fun tonight, kind of. Everybody weigh t- weigh t- tangy, tangy tonight. tonight. Yeah. Should we sing the song? <laughs> sure. What? Happy way tangy day to you. Happy way tangy day to you. Happy way tangy day to Zealand. Happy way tangy day to you. And many more. <laughs> Don't kill your characters from Jason. At least not at first. How I handle oh, care. Com- it commemorates the in 1840 the signing of the Treaty of Waitangi, <laughs> which which is. I'm looking. <laughs> a place this, in I, New Zealand, I, a place or institution. I feel in New like Zealand. every time we talk about this, we forget and we have to look it up again. Well, it's uh, been a year. Yeah, yeah. And we forgot last year because someone wrote in and was like, "You missed it." We were like, "Oh no." <laughs> Just is like there that. a Waitangi Day Con in New Zealand? Waitangi Con? Waitangi Con? I don't know. Well, we should probably, like, we should see if it's a bad, sad thing. I don't know. How bad it was a is sad thing. Is there a convention? <laughs> <laughs> How I Handle Character Death has changed after playing Pelgrane's Cthulhu Confidential, a gumshoe one-to-one game that is designed for one GM and one player. Which is amazing, <laughs> amazing, <laughs> and gave me ga- and gave me gaming back after a crazy work travel schedule, a crazy home life with two kids, and not being able to pull a group together. Highly recommended. The game uses a card system: uh, fail a roll, get what amounts to a consequence card, succeed, and you get an advantage card. PC death. Is it a gumshoe? It's a um, gumshoe, it's- but it uses cards. Because no. Gumshoe yeah. uses cards. He uses just like a... I guess it's bags. a Gumshoe hack? I don't know. Must be. Okay. PC Death is handled via these cards. If you botch a fighting challenge, you may get a card that says, Bleeding out. If you have this problem at the end of the game, you bleed out and die. The game rule is that no PC dies in the middle of an investigation. Ah, I kind of like that. Uh, since it's just a GM and a player, that well, I would kind of end the game. <laughs> this works wonderfully to keep the game rolling and helps fight player timidness when it comes to getting into intimidating game situations. If the player still has a card that kills her at the end, then she narrates that death at the close of the investigation. I've ported this idea over to some larger group games and one-shots, uh, and it's worked well. Uh, a mid-season death blow may hobble a character mechanically to some degree, but the player can still contribute to the game and the story during the session. Death at the end of the session doesn't come as a shock, and she can have an active role in how the story of that p- death plays out. It's probably not for every game or every group, um, 
but it's added a cool dynamic to my game. There's there's always a fate worse than death. Uh, what do you think? Have you ha- how have you handled the narrative of character deaths in your games? Thanks and drink. Huzzah! Thank you, Jason. Yeah. Um, in moment of truth, I have a mechanic that um, you can handle death a couple different ways. You run out of hit points, you die, mm-hmm. or you die when you think you've taken a sufficient amount of damage, and the player just says, "My character dies," mm-hmm. and then then you rain basically bennies on the table to all the other players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I think every player gets three of them. I think, yeah, something mm. like that, and then. Uh, and then, then suddenly they're they, they're reloaded with you know what they need to maybe defeat the bad guys. It's that mm-hmm. oh my god they killed Kenny you bastards moment. So, which I think is I I, I kind of like the idea of leaving death in the players' hands, mm-hmm. especially with our players because they're they're like this is a really good time for my character to die. Yeah, you will yeah. have that thing. I'm I'm not that big of a fan of it just because um, I really like I actually enjoy like players like uh, trying to think about what are the consequences of this situation as opposed to like that timidness. They, they need to do the thing. If they don't do the thing, there are other consequences that might happen. Right. Um, but, you know, maybe not taking the most obvious approach. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Like when you know that you are not going to die, <coughs> you can simply take the most obvious approach because there's no real risk. Right. And any like and you can decide to narrate your death or whatever as you please. And so while that can be fun, um what when I'm running a game I really enjoy like trying to make my characters A be like, Oh shit, this is this is for real, this mm-hmm. is dangerous. And how am I going to do this without just you know, bad things happening without mm-hmm. me just getting worked. You know, you can't just run out and start shooting a whole bunch of people because right. one bullet ruins your whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm not saying that I'm necessarily like want a simulationist <coughs> approach, but I do like the players having a respect for what the opposition, whatever it is, or what consequences might happen because of their actions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it is a very specific type of game. Like there are other games where you absolutely want them flying at uh, you know whatever problem they have full yeah. bore with their hair on fire. Right. Um, but in games that that I run, I tend to like really try and stay away from this sort of concept. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, yeah. Um, it's a it's a different type of game and different type of story as opposed to the more like narrative story type games where we're all hanging out at campfire, mm-hmm. telling each other like what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the pass the stick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I like both. Like, there's times where I like that risk of death and having it roll and oh nope you died and then there's times I like not having that like masks specifically like you're not supposed to be like dealing with death and right. things like that and there's a lot of games that like like specify that or don't specify that um yeah I don't know I like variety in my death mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh my <laughs> although it is, it, it is it is kind of poignant when when we have that shocking moment when the character gets killed in the middle of the game when yeah. mm-hmm. when my Brash Xanax, my my stor- ex stormtrooper traveler Star yeah. Wars character, when he got killed, I was like, "Oh man, I shouldn't have stood in front of the window. I couldn't see into." Yeah, that was the <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever done. Sometimes it's like, sometimes even if you are like sad and not planning it, it can be kind of a cool thing. There's kind of that moment, and it's like you learn from it, but also like, oh wow, that like makes perfect sense with the story. I don't know, right? I- yeah, I, I tend to like my players to be like epic badasses mm-hmm. and then throw terrible things at them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? And so like in, in my travel game when I had somebody die, like mm-hmm. there's she was like, I I can fucking kill anything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's right, she absolutely can kill any one thing. Yeah. But not eight of them. Yeah, not eight yeah. of them. Yeah. And that's what happened. And when I'm you know, fucking geet somebody and then they turned around and turned her into a crimson stain on the wall. Yeah. And everybody else was 
Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. The baddest of badasses amongst us just got annihilated by dudes with guns. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and then there's the jumping off point from that story of the character's death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now you have... We have to... You, maybe they're gonna, maybe the, the badass of the of the party gets killed and they retreat, they run yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Now they got to regroup and figure out what to do. And you have all, all, I mean, now they're really scared of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna like we have to make, hide, we have to avoid being detected, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And but we got we got, we got to get got to get back at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somehow we got to get back yeah. at them. So the, as far as like player motivation and driving the story forward, a character death can actually help that a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and also, the next character can come <coughs> in by how they choose. To tackle that problem, mm-hmm. like we need an, somebody on the inside, mm-hmm. or we need uh, a, a face character because we obviously didn't have that, or we mm-hmm. need we need another badass. We need to find somebody who knew this person, mm-hmm. or whatever you have. It 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 springboards to finishing whatever like problem or whatever thing the the players wanted to do. Yeah. Well, there's also, like, there's always that, uh, and they're talking about this in the chat room right now, um, like, there's always that choice they have of running away or not, or entering the fight in the first place. Like, you know, a lot of times, especially, like, when you're really thinking about the players generally know more than their characters. Like, even if they're trying not to metagame, they're going to figure out a little bit more. Um, And they're like, okay, this is dangerous situation and if they decide to make like there's there's some choice involved in that there's some player agency in like stepping into that fight oh so, yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah and and i mean because they're talking about our as long as the deaths aren't arbitrary mm-hmm. i don't think that i think a lot most deaths in, mm-hmm. a, in a role-playing game on the front end the events leading up to it mm-hmm. are kind of arbit- arbitrary because it's usually the result of dice rolls and that's about as arbitrary as <laughs> <laughs> I mean you should never yeah. have somebody shoot at a character if you aren't okay with that character dying right then yeah right and you should yeah. never like like yeah I would admit like if you're like in the forest and they're getting jumped by some bandits that's shit like that's lame that's like that's not fun to die that way <laughs> right. like, well, I think- but if you're having them fight like an actual like it, you know, interesting combat that has you know involved in the story. Then, yeah, I think I feel like that is that's not arbitrary. That's part of you know the story you and they are creating together. Um, but yeah, don't let them like, oh, you stepped on a nail and you haven't had your tetanus shot. Ooh, like, tetanus is a bad way to die. <laughs> oh, it yeah. is, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but 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 I think I think what I mean is like the meaningfulness of the death is the is a result of the events that happen after the character dies. Yes. So if a character does randomly get killed by a bunch of bandits, mm-hmm. maybe the GM decides, oh, there's something special about these bandits. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it becomes... The, the, the GMs have a lot of latitude. They can make yeah. stuff more significant yes. whenever they want. Yes. And so you can turn that into, oh, this was a... By, this person died. Yes, it's a very terrible tragedy, but it uncovered this plot of, like... Super bandits mm. that are li- that are living in the forest that are actually undead, maybe or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I would actually say if you're going to have bandits attack the party, they already should be attached to some sort of larger threat. Right. Yeah. Like no matter what, and so either that <coughs> helps uncover the threat or what have you. But maybe the the zombie necromancer bandits. That's awesome. And they have like like a dead wolf for like a hand kind of thing. That'd be so cool. <laughs> like a bitey hand. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh man, I want to make these bandits now. But I mean, I I, I I should have taken notes like immediately afterwards. But the la- what was the last game we played? Was it Vampire? Yes, you played on Vampire last Sunday. So much of that game was improvised. <laughs> so much of that game was improvised. Because they went in a direction I didn't think they were going to go into. I'm like, okay. That's sort of a tradition with the Vampire games yes. you run, though. And all That's the true. games you run. Yeah, it's real games. hard to all, know. All games. All games, period. <laughs> but yeah, I th- I just think, I mean, if you do have, if you're, if you're going to, if you have a character death, you can turn that, you can, you don't even have to retcon anything. You can, because the GM can, you don't know, the players don't know who sent the bandits or whatever, the GM can just come up with something more significant, even tied into the plot. Even if it was supposed to be just sort of like a combat encounter that just sort of 
you, get, the, you know the show versus tell thing? Mm-hmm. And this is a dangerous part of the country. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to demonstrate this by the fact that you get attacked by bandits. Right. That's perfectly valid mm-hmm. reason to have that kind of combat, as long as it's not long and drawn out. Yeah. But if you have that, that kind of combat, and a character actually dies in the middle of it, you're like, well, fuck, I better make these bandits more important than that. <laughs> that just, I'm going to show you guys that this place is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> I had something like that happen once in a Cyberpunk 2020 game. Mm-hmm. Throwing a grenade without knowing how to throw one is the most dangerous thing you can do in that game. Because right. it, and it, the blast uh, reflects off the walls, and it's called the Chunky Salsa uh, <laughs> effect. Oh, man. And so I did that once, and everybody was mad at me. Your character did it? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> why do you have a grenade? It seemed like a good idea at the time. Um, sure, we and so, have like, some grenades right now. <laughs> and so now, when a whole bunch of characters were like dead all of a sudden, we had to kind of regroup and change the whole thing. It ended up working out just fine, right? Um, but yeah, the the random death that a character can even just do to themselves, mm-hmm. um, uh, maybe a, a botched roll or doing something they really shouldn't do, right. and now oh, your character's sure. dead. Now that that should be significant, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in our in our uh, Savage Worlds Rifts game, I rolled a critical failure firing my railgun, and it was and, and I was aiming ju- the blast radius was was going to be in such a way that it was that that Samantha's character was just outside the blast radius, so of course the shot went directly at her. Yeah, she did. She's not isn't the one that died because Bill was playing a crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he had that they had this blaze of glory thing where they can just. Just go out in a blaze mm-hmm. of glory, and he's like, "I just bound up in front of the in front of the the railgun dart, which is probably physically impossible, but it's a role playing game, <laughs> and it will go through you like a hot knife through butter." Right. Well, and she's a dragon, so right. if we're gonna start like nitpicking about realism here, I love crazies though; they're so great. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, it's not my fault. All right, thank you, thank you for the email, Jason. Thank you very much. I appreciate yes. it. Uh, AI, the future of gaming from James in New Zealand. Oh, happy way tangy day. Yeah. Happy way uh, tangy they day. They clarified in the chat room, it's sort of like the 4th of July. So it's not like a sad thing. It's like, we have barbecues and beer and stuff. So. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like a, it's not the, it's not the celebration of a mass murder or yeah. something. No, okay. yeah, it wasn't like a treaty like, after yeah. some terrible, yeah, right. I mean, it was a so Friday. What yeah. do they throw on the barbie in New Zealand? Because I know shrimps get thrown on the barbie in Australia. What is thrown on the Barbie in New Zealand? I don't know. I think other meat. Kiwis? Prob- they're too little. Oh, yeah, they're, uh, they're... Well, I mean, you can have Cornish game hens or, or uh, quail. Quail are delicious. Hey, quail's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's like, oh, look, I did a little... <laughs> it's gone. I accidentally swallowed it before I chewed. We <laughs> <laughs> had quail? Yes, yeah. I have had quail. It's remar- there's remarkably no meat on that. Well, they're I don't only like this big fly. anyway. They can't really fly. But they fly. should have these big, huge wing muscles. They can't really fly. Quail don't fly. Oh, they don't? No. no. God is my witness. I thought quail don't fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, they really don't fly at no. all. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. It's the state bird of California. They don't fly. They run on the ground and yeah. hide in bushes. I thought and they have the California little condor. The baby, no. the baby quails. <laughs> Just because it has uh, California in the name does not mean it's the state bird. <laughs> what, what's cool is they have like little baby quails behind them. Yeah. Like, you remember playing snake when you like. <laughs> say, yeah. All right. We had them all the time at EJ. I thought about, like, you know... Oh, no, 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 no. Quail are very sociable birds and, and can often gather in small flocks called coveys. They are somewhat laid-back birds. In California. <laughs> um, they're they from sm- L.A. They smoke some uh, weed, but, LA. you know... Preferring to walk on the ground rather than fly, but if startled, they can explode into flight at speeds of up to 40 miles an hour. Oh. However, oh. quail cannot endure long flights. Oh, so they're like chickens. Mm. They can kind of Yeah, they can fly. They're glide. They're like rocket chickens. That's <laughs> 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 well, like if you ever if you ever watch the, the, the parrots around here. Oh yeah. They they fly like shit. <laughs> when is the last time you've seen a parrot soar? Well, they don't well, soar. They've they, got yeah. They and they're flapping as hard as they fucking can, and they're moving slow. And they're going to made for like gliding. Well, because they have like you would too if you had like a face the size of your belly. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, and they're also they're not predator birds. So predator birds like have to glide without making any noise. 
and never mind. They right. can't even. They, no, I know because and they make a fucking racket all the time. Because <laughs> they're not predators. <laughs> but at least they're not peacocks. Oh my! Oh How long has this email been in here, by the way? Oh, these emails are, are from like some of them are from December. Merry Christmas, Happy Jack Screw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Of course, it's probably well past Christmas by the time I hear this <laughs> on the podcast. But that's beside the point. I hope I hope you all had a great holiday period. Well, we're having a great holiday because it's Waitangi Day. During my time off, uh, to distract myself from being jammed in a house with 17 family members for several days, I came across AI Dungeon. Uh, be- Beta.aidungeon.io from the Patreon page, AI Dungeon is an AI-generated text adventure that uses deep learning to create each adventure. Remember those text-based adventure games from way back? This is like that, except instead of typing out a fixed set of action words and getting canned responses, you can write anything you want as actions or dialogue, and the AI responds back. I, it, I immediately, oh, it immediately occurred to me that an AI was acting as a GM. So... Sorry for how long this is becoming, but take this example. See if you can tell where I stopped typing short, uh, uh, typing the start of this story, and the AI picked up and ran with things. All right, so this is the thing. You are the captain of a private starship. You make a living transporting goods between star systems. Occasionally, you also do a bit of bounty hunting on the side. You enter the bar at a local spaceport, looking to find your next job. The bartender is surprised when he sees you come in and says, Oh! I didn't expect you back so soon. He motions for you to sit across one of the tables. I've got a couple jobs for people like you. What kind? I stopped typing after the word job in the middle. Oh, wow. I was astonished. I proceeded to have traveler-esque adventure, uh, a traveler-esque adventure involving uh, getting an architect in, uh, into a system with an ancient derelict space station that was inhabited, uh, inhabited by pirates. Archaeologists, not architects. Oh, yeah, sorry, archaeologists. Sorry. That changes, that changes that the changes whole thing. everything. <laughs> yes, there were times when the AI derped out and seemed to forget some of the established context, but it was still pretty amazing. Now, I don't see us sitting around tables with robots in the GMC anytime soon, but this makes such a, fu- a future actually seem possible. What do you think? At this stage, I'm thinking this could be a useful tool for GMs who are looking for short story hook ideas. They seem to have... Shut up. I just had an idea. Are the GM's sitting there with it. And <laughs> 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 just, just reading block text. And everyone's like, God, I've never heard a GM like improvise so eloquently before. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so I'll keep going. Um, uh, at this stage, I'm thinking it could be a useful tool for GMs who are looking for story hook ideas. They seem to have trained the AI on a cr- uh, trained the AI on crap tons of fantasy adventure style fiction, so it seems to have a lot of the tropes figured out. Have you ever tried this out yet? So, if so, what uses have you come up for it uh, to augment the TTRPG hobby, if any? Here's uh, to another outstanding year of TTRPG goodness from the Happy Jacks t- crew in 2020. Regards, James from New Zealand. Yes. Okay, I had to send a follow-up. The creator of AI Dungeon just sent an email to the Patreon backers. They're going for two new goals, voice support and multiplayer. Holy shit. Bringing mm. on our new AI GM overlords, I guess? <laughs> okay, I'm seeing Al. Everywhere. Al Dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Al Dungeon. <laughs> I, just, I just got an account on this thing, and, it, and I picked, it's, you picked the genre. It has mm-hmm. four, like four or five genres, and then it asks you what, what's, what archetype character you want to play, and then it... Um, and then it guessed for the character's name, and then it generated. Just this is what it generated. You are Vorlock, a knight living in the kingdom of Larian. You have a steel longsword and a wooden shield. You are on a quest to defeat the evil dragon of Larian. You've heard he lives up at the north of the kingdom. North should be capitalized. Uh, you set on the path to defeat him and walk into a dark forest. As you enter the forest, you see a black dragon flying overhead. He is very angry and roaring. The only thing that can be done now is to fight him. Whoa. The next day you set out with your companions. <laughs> uh, not perfected. I'm not feeling it yet. <laughs> oh. That's pretty amazing though. Like like in the his his like paragraph there, like that where he stopped typing at jobs and the, like the rest of it is like, oh, that's 
there's like three or four more sentences after that that are like really good yes. and like oh, yeah. have, they've got dialogue and everything. It's pretty amazing. The, the only thing is people are terrible and if it learns from the people that play it, yes. it's going to go it's going to go south real fast. <laughs> I didn't I didn't just think of that myself. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. looks it actually almost looks like it, it's kind of like a free form Zork game. Yeah. yeah. And Zork is and Zork was fantastic. Yeah. I think yeah, I think especially for like giving ideas that's I think it, it's probably very functional right now. Um and the fact that they're doing voice and like starting oh. to add in that's pretty crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it just sounds like fun. Is it like a pastime? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I got some time to kill. Let's see what Al Dungeon has to say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it definitely will get there someday. G- GMing is, can often require a great deal of creativity. Yes. And that's going to be a hard thing for computers to... Unless you just make it random. Some GMing. Like, we get That's so true. many emails fr- on this show <laughs> about GMs who are basically writing books. I, I mean, it can't oh, be Oh, right. Where it's like, yeah. oh, here's my story that you are going yeah. to go through. So, I mean, it can't oh, well, here, be I'll worse be... than that. Stop <laughs> railroading me. Oh. <laughs> what does it say? What did it say back? I, I didn't even read it. And oh. it says, how dare you and explode your computer. <laughs> table flip. Oh, it just ignored me. Uh, uh, <laughs> see, it's just like those GMs. It's already like <laughs> it it's writing. It, it's a random novel generator. <laughs> but I might be, it did let me, I said, I want to meet my companions. And it says, okay, you open the door and you, I don't even know where I was, where there was a door. Yeah. You open the door and find your companions standing there. They look tired, but not too bad. We need to get ready for our journey, one says. I'm going to go sleep off my wounds. <laughs> another one nods, and it's D&D. Another one nods and heads upstairs while another runs over uh, to his wagon. It's not, it's not quite... It's not quite no. It might get there. Who knows? Yeah. It's machine learning. <laughs> that, that's not a buzzword. <laughs> you decide to take... That, then I said, stop railroading me. You decide to take them up on their offer. And... <laughs> and get on the railroad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll set off towards the north. When you reach the northern part of the kingdom, you tell your companions where to go and what to do. <laughs> Just like you're telling me, Al. <laughs> Soon after setting off, you notice some strange-looking creatures lurking about in the woods nearby. <laughs> Murder! Kill them. <laughs> Kill my companions. Wait, what? <laughs> You quickly shoot an arrow. Where did I get the arrow from? I have a sword. You told me I had an iron sword, steel sword. Well, maybe a steel sword yeah. is the brand of arrow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the others start shooting arrows as well, and soon they begin attacking the creatures. Soon after killing them, you notice that there are more in the area. Run. <laughs> You fire another arrow. It's trying. It's thinking. It's still thinking. You run faster than you ever have before. Your oh. legs feel like like lead, and your body feels heavy. You don't know how much longer you can keep up this pace, but you will try to make it. So it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's basically just doing like story generation because it doesn't have. It's not based on stats. It's not based on inventory right. in any type. So it's like okay, that's interesting though. It could definitely like be a creativity spark, like sparker. I'm also wondering, like, like he was doing like a futuristic, like sci-fi one. So I'm wondering if like those maybe are more fleshed I out. I didn't see that listed. Oh, maybe. Okay. Uh. There was there was like custom. Maybe he made. Oh, maybe, maybe you can go in and make your own. I don't maybe, know. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. But I can totally see where if you're like, I have no fucking idea. What yeah. This session and just sit in and, and just like type in some stuff and just get yeah. some brainstorming stuff. I can totally see that. Yeah. Oh, now it's telling me I have to eat. Oh, man. <laughs> you eat your sword. <laughs> Pass the perky nanas. <laughs> perky nana lumps. <laughs> All right. Plus three stamina. I'm going to keep playing with this, uh, James. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now see what you've you, done. You grab your sword and feast on it. <laughs> you enjoy every bite. After eating everything... <laughs> After eating everything in your stomach, (laughs) you finish off by drinking some water from from a stream nearby. Oh God! In stream, I'm going to ruin their 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 algos. (laughs) 
I mean, hopefully uh, it's not learning from the... I, that would just ruin it. Like that It ignored me. Oh, of course. Yeah. back to your friends and tell them what happened. Yeah. I peed in the stream. <laughs> <laughs> there are probably some words that is like anything that has to do with like... Bodily functions. Bodily functions. Like, just like, these don't exist. Yeah. Right. Just move on. Yeah. <coughs> All righty. Thank that's you very how, much. That's how you stop people from turning into porn. <laughs> It could totally turn. I mean, that's a whole other use for it. Like, (laughs) oh yeah, (laughs) fanfic, like auto written. It's wouldn't be any worse than regular fanfic. (laughs) (laughs) Auto written, auto erotica. Right. Auto erotic. Yeah. Auto write. Auto erotic. Yeah. Auto erotic. Yeah. Auto auto erotica. Yeah. Auto erotica. Auto. (laughs) I don't know. All right. Okay. Uh, How to play deities from Adam in Utah. Ah, Jackie Happers. Uh, I'll get right to the point. Drink. Woo-hoo. I've been a silent listener since season three, Ooh. and I've loved the show since. Aww. You've given great advice and changed how I GM. Oh. Uh, thank you. My current game is with my family. Wife, brother, brother's girlfriends, brother-in-law. And because they're new to role-playing, we're playing D&D 5e. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm excited to move on to my favorite system, GURPS. Yeah! In our last session, the fifth level party fought a warlock working with an evil god. Mm. After a harrowing battle that took two hours, the last thing they did was destroy the warlock's tome he was carried on him, unknowingly releasing the deity. I already have a few methods for them to seal the god back, but I don't know how best to run it while it wanders around. Do you have any tips to make deities seem like the big deal which they are? Drink again, and best regards, Adam from Utah. It's a lot of drinking from Utah there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> most of the state's like dry counties, right? Um, no. It's been a long time yeah. since I've been there, but you can't, like, in restaurants, when I went, you couldn't buy alcohol in restaurants. You had to go to the state-owned mm. alcohol dispensary, mm. which is usually, like, there's a door inside that leads to it. Yeah. Weird. It's on the restaurant. Ex- in, yeah. Except when I was staying in a hotel which was actually on airport property. Mm-hmm. And that was... They served. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you have to go outside to smoke, but you have to go outside to drink? Kind no, of you, no, you can bring it back in. You can, oh, you can drink. Oh, yeah. You can have a, a drink with your meal. But at least then... And this may have changed. I mean, this, mm-hmm. is, this is back when I worked at McDonald's Douglas. We're talking, what, almost 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when I'd have to... Um, but you had to go to this little room and get tell them what you want and then bring it back. Hmm. Okay. But anyway. Anyway. But that, that may have changed. Um, I was thinking a bunch of... I thought this was the, the most interesting, like, one of the more interesting queries in a while. <coughs> mm-hmm. And that's like, with, with a god, it really depends on how you run gods. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean... One of the things about lots of fantasy campaigns is that you you know gods exist. There is no like ambiguity. Mm-hmm. So, um, being like having that whole um, what you call it, um, we worship a whole bunch of different gods. Pantheism, yeah, where each of them has their own specific like thing that they do mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense and, and everybody essentially worships everybody mm-hmm. because right. you know they all exist. Depending what you need at the time. Yeah. And then you might focus on one. So that's kind of what I would do in this scenario is when a god is like on the prime material plane everything like tends to shift towards what they do. So like if it's a hunting god let's say uh, like bread stops tasting good to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, you know, and like people get kind of literally bloodthirsty, mm-hmm. but like blood tastes real good. <laughs> they're, they're not vampires or anything, but that that whole like the the concept of hunting and the ideas behind it, people just tend to move towards it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what the evil god does, mm-hmm. but whatever it is that their like thing is, the things that don't apply to that just start getting muted. Mm-hmm. And the things that... It's kind of like um, if all of a sudden you just saw everything in shades of green. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Those colors still exist, but they're all kind of muted. And they're in, in a green scale kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to them like not existing so much. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, like if it's a peace deity, nobody can get in fights anymore. 
but also like maybe somebody just releases everybody from jail. Maybe crimes still happen, but it's hard to apprehend them mm-hmm. because you can't use physical force to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you and don't like, want to use physical force. Right, you don't want mm-hmm. to. And so all of these unintended consequences yeah. just kind of happen. And that's real easy to do with an evil god. Mm-hmm. But like having it be sort of subtle and just sort of like the players know something's wrong, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily don't see like a giant god in front of them or people aren't talking about it. It's just kind of slowly just how things are. You don't mm-hmm. really remember it being any different. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, okay. I had a um, uh, my friend Brian back when we played GURPS in college ran a um, a fantasy game. It started out post apocalyptic, and then we were playing ourselves, and then uh, we went. There was this like weird nuclear explosion, and and then we sort of woke up like five hundred years later in this fantasy Earth, mm-hmm. and it turns out I was a mage. But he had specifically, like, tailored these spells. Go ahead. Bless you. I'm muted. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's it's stuck now. (laughs) Stare at the bright light. It always helps. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Staring at bright light helps. If you have a sneeze and it's not quite coming out, if you go out and stare at the sun, it'll... It sets off your sinuses. (laughs) You only have to look at the sun and then you'll sneeze. I'm serious. I'm serious. All you got to do is just stare at it until you sneeze. Or just a bright light. Or go blind. (laughs) Or go blind. Or burn your cornea. Anyway. Uh, This important story. Go. So um, he he totally revamped the spells that existed and kind of came up with his own sort of spells. Some of them were more meditative. Uh, There was one where you could basically go into a meditative state, and I think you healed a little faster. Mm -hmm. And there was another one where you could, uh, like, basically astrally project. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot, most of his spells were based on demons. Mm. And at one point, I had learned the summon demon spell, and we were in a tight spot, and we weren't going to make it out. And so I went ahead and drew the circle, and I summoned a demon. Mm -hmm. And... And then this this is applicable like if you want to actually have like a personal interaction between this deity and the player characters because this scared the shit out of us. Mm-hmm. This guy appears, an ordinary person, mm-hmm. naked, but he's acting like everything around him is like a movie and it's not real. Mm-hmm. So he's like, when you talk to him, he's like, hmm, yeah, oh, what. You know, oh, you need me to kill someone? Oh. I need a weapon. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Um, release me from the circle, please. And we're like, and everyone's like on pins and needles, like, what the fuck did we just do? Because it wasn't what we expected. It wasn't yeah. the big giant red thing with horns and goat's feet and yeah. all that. It was just this dude who seemed to be distracted and not really even like considering our world reality. Right. That's but one of the coolest ideas for a demon really I've awesome. ever heard. <laughs> Super creepy like, and amazing. You're just like, you don't really mean anything to no. me. I just, you need me, all right, I guess. Oh, yeah, he's bound. I was able to bind him. So so then, so we, I gave him a knife, and I released him from the circle. You summoned the dude. Uh, right. Yeah. And, and, and he leaves, and uh, presumably murders whoever it was I wanted him to murder. And then he's free to do whatever he wants. And we're all like, what the fuck did we just do? <laughs> yes, so how do you get him back? Is that's not part of the spell. No, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't. The game didn't run much longer than that. But, it te- but there, we're all like, mm, <laughs> this is uncomfortable. Wow. So, I mean, that, that's, that's one way you could kind of, like, if you want them to actually meet this this dark deity, don't have him be the big guy with the, you know, yeah. the, the, uh, a warhammer armor with the spikes on it. And yeah, just he's like a normal dude who just seems to be a, just a little distracted and doesn't mm. seem to really care about you. Or a creepy kid, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or a creepy kid, or a person with a cat. And the cat's really the god, but the person oh, is talking yeah. for the cat. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like fl- like Blofeldian. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just like flipping all those expectations on their head is a really good way. And I always love um, with things like this to take um, kind of a cue from a lot of really great horror movies where you don't see the scary thing for a while. 
Like mm-hmm. if you like you can if you see it right away, like with your summoning a demon, you're obviously going to see it right away. But them releasing this, you know, have them have take all these ideas and have it build up mm-hmm. and like put off them actually seeing the deity for as long as possible. So it's like like with Tappy's ideas, all these creepy weird things are happening. Oh, they're the only people who know why it's happening. Then slowly but surely, finally they track it down somehow, and then it's like Stu's idea where it's like, oh, the, this isn't what we expected. Oh, that guy's been like hang- following us around for three days. We thought he was just some drunk. Mm-hmm. And oh no, this guy's <laughs> been following us. Like So something like that where it's... Oh, he's a quest giver for like four <laughs> or five games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They go in, and, and it's always best if it's, like, some re- weird thing. Like, it's, like, the tavern keeper that they've been getting drinks from or whatever. And suddenly they go in and they ask, oh, yeah, where's Joe? Oh, there's not a Joe who works here. What? Who, who have you been talking to? Yeah. And they're like, you know, Joe, the, no. The guy no. who's been sitting over there? <laughs> yeah. I don't know you're talking we don't about. Know, that no one's been sitting over there. You guys have been <laughs> over there by yourselves talking to each other. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you guys have, like, your own club meetings. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it turns out the person that they've been <laughs> checking in with for a uh, while oh, is this evil deity. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like that so much. Because if they're really evil, they're gonna they're gonna be manipulative as fuck Absolutely. on a level you're not even gonna. So so I yeah I, I think kind of a combination things just kind of start changing and then they just meet some guy mm-hmm. and they have no idea because if he's going to go out and, and, and do a bunch of evil he's going to do it from behind he's yeah gonna, he's going to make the player characters do it yeah. right oh my god that would be amazing and terribly <coughs> yeah, manipulative find out so like and it's like why did you kill the king I mean he was terrible he was doing all these what yeah but no <laughs> what are you talking about well uh, I mean everybody's starving what no he, I mean he's been giving people food yeah what oh yeah <laughs> There's been this famine since the day that they allowed the guy to go out. <laughs> what? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So uh, I pee in the stream. Oh you God. hurry back to your friends and tell them what happened. Quote, I peed in the stream, end quote. That was my reply. <laughs> they laugh at you and tell you never to come back here again. <laughs> I leave. So it got back on. It yeah. Got back on yeah, yeah. I leave dejected. A comma dejected. Dejected Lee. What is everyone's gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sue's gonna do this all like all the time. We're gonna come no, back. I have He's too much to do this. Gonna week. have a novel. Yeah, right. What does that stop you? <laughs> you walk away from time. the group and head south. You is soon- south capitalized. No. Okay. <laughs> no, head south would not be capitalized. Oh, yeah, you're right. If it said head, head to, to the, the south, south, it should yes. be capitalized. Mm. Uh, you soon see a large forest with many trees. It looks very familiar to the place where you grew up, only smaller. I like, shrink. Very tiny. <laughs> 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 tiny. It's, a tiny it's like town. a field of trees that are all four feet tall. You shrink yourself into a small tree and sit down. <laughs> and then watch the surrounding oh. area for any other creatures or people. You hear nothing out of the ordinary until you get close to the edge of a cliff. Oh. There is no one around, so you slowly creep over it and look down below. Is it a regular-sized cliff, or is it a tiny cliff, too? What's there? It doesn't matter. I'm little. Oh, At this point, yeah, even true. if it's a little cliff, it's a big cliff. Yeah. <laughs> there is a cave entrance right next to the cliff face, so you go inside. I didn't say I was going inside! <laughs> and, and Railroady jam. That it leads to a room filled with bookshelves, books, bookshelves and shelves. <laughs> there are also several torches illuminating the room. <laughs> Burn the books. <laughs> you get enough murder hobos in this thing, it's going to yeah. be unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> you light all the torches and wait for something to happen. Nothing happens, so you set fire to the bookshelves and and start burning them. The flames quickly spread throughout the room and consume most of it. <laughs> The jam sitting there glaring. <laughs> Dance in the flames. <laughs> Revel in the death of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. See, like, I don't have personal experience with murder hobos. <laughs> you continue to burn the books and they, until they become ashes. You then proceed to put the ashes in a sack and throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> and then right. I burn that. <laughs> I, think, I think we're good. Okay, uh, one okay. more. Last okay, one. Okay, last one. I stand triumphant. What's it going to say? What's it going to say? 
You feel great, and you decide to sleep for a while. When you wake up, you notice that the sun has risen. You don't know why, but you feel like taking another nap again. It knows you well. (laughs) (laughs) I just woke up. I think I should take a nap. I die. (gasps) We just had an email about this, I know, I know. But I know, it's me. me. Okay. You fall asleep and never wake up. (laughs) Is that what it says, really? Yes, that's what it says. I'm reading what it says. Wow. All right. Uh, Okay. That's it. I'll I'll, I'll put the thing now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us for Season 26, Episode 5 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. This is Tappy. And we'll see you next week at 7.09 p.m.-ish Pacific Time at (laughs) happyjacks.org slash live. Thank you very much. And we'll leave with a song. Go back, Decima. Oh, Decima. Kickstarter. And that is at Golden Lasso Games. GoldenLassoGames.com slash Kickstarter. GoldenLassoGames.com slash Kickstarter. Do the thing. We're really close. We'll s- $300 away from uh, making Samantha draw all the art. <laughs> Have fun, and yeah. we'll leave this on.